Praise the Lord, everybody, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, Pastor Jay here. Welcome to the full 180. I'm not quite so tired today as I was yesterday. Still a little bit, but uh, God is good. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much and that you loved us so much. Lord, before we were in our mother's womb, Lord, you knew us. Lord, you know the numbers on our head, the numbers of ha number of hair on our head, Lord. And God, I just ask right now that you would just wash us, Lord. I just ask that you would just wash me clean. Lord, we repent, Lord. I repent of my sins, Lord. I ask now, God, that you would literally just wash them away, Lord. We repent and we turn full 180 from the direction we were going, Lord, into the opposite direction, Lord. We run towards you. We run towards your word, Lord. We seek after your face. Lord, that one thing I desire from the Lord and that one thing I will seek for that I may dwell within the house, within your house, and inquire in your temple, and behold the beauty of your, of your, the beauty of your holiness, Lord. And I just ask right now, God, that you would just wash me, Lord, that you would wash my heart, Lord, the thoughts of my mind, the words of my mouth, the actions of my body, Lord, the intents of my heart, Lord God. <clears throat> Lord, in Hebrews 4.11, it says, Lord, uh, your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, it pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and into the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord, let it discern our heart, Lord, down to the deepest parts. And we thank you, Lord, and we repent of everything that is displeasing to you. And his word says that he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks and he said, this is my body broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We remember and we will never forget, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your sacrifice. Let us take the symbol of his broken body together. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In the same way he took the cup and he said, this is my body. This is the, this is the blood of my new covenant and it is for the forgiveness <clears throat> of the sins of the whole world. He said, do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We thank you for your blood. We thank you that you are the last sacrifice, the ultimate, final propitiation for our sins, the final lamb. Lord, there is no other sacrifice required other than we sacrifice ourselves. Lord, we give sacrifices of praise when we sacrifice and lay our lives down before you, Lord. But we thank you for your blood that was shed so that we have direct access. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Let us take the symbol of a sacrifice together. <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord. We're sorry, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name, Lord. So here we are, Mark 3. I'm going to take my time a little bit. I don't have a lot of it. Um, we're going to go 3 through 6. I don't want to push through the New Testament because we're almost done. So we're going to do Mark 3. Here we are in the Amplified as usual. Let us read the word together. <clears throat> Jesus heals on the Sabbath. Again, Jesus went into a synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. The Pharisees were watching Jesus closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him in the Jewish high court. <clears throat> Jesus said to the man whose hand was withered, Get up and come forward. He asked them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil or to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent after looking around at them with anger, grieved at the hardness and arrogance of their hearts. He told the man, hold out your hand. And he held out, 
held it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out immediately began conspiring with the Herodians to plot against him as to how they might fabricate some legal grounds to put him to death. Jesus withdrew to the sea with his disciples, and a large crowd from Galilee followed him. Also, <coughs> also people from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Edumea, and from the region beyond the Jordan, and around Tyre, and Sidon. A vast number of people came to him because they were hearing about all the things that he was doing. And he told his disciples to have a small boat stand ready for him because of the many people, so that they would not crowd him, for he had healed many. And as a result, all who had passed, I'm sorry, all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, pardon me, <clears throat> they fell down before him and screamed out, You are the Son of God. And Jesus sternly <clears throat> warned them again and again not to tell, not to tell who he was. The twelve are chosen. He went up on the hillside and called himself of, called those whom he himself wanted and chose, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve disciples so that they would be with him for instruction, and so that they could send them out to preach the gospel as apostles, that is, as his special messengers, personal chosen representatives. And to have authority and power to cast out demons, he appointed the twelve Simon, whom he gave the name Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James. To them he gave the names Bo Boanerges, and, his, and that is, son of thunder. And he also appointed Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Nathaniel, and Matthew, Levi the tax collector, and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Judas the son of James, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then he came to a house in Capernaum, and a crowd formed again, and so many people that Jesus and his disciples could not even eat a meal together. When his own family heard this, they went to take custody of him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebub, Satan. And he is driving out demons by the power of the ruler of demons. So they called them. So he called them to himself and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan if a kingdom is divided, split into factions and rebelling against itself? That kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can go into a strong man's house and steal his property unless he first overpowers and ties up the strong man, and then he will ransack and rob his house. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, and all the abusive and blasphemous things they say. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit and his power by, attribute, by attributing the miracles done by me to Satan never has forgiveness, but guilty as an everlasting sin, a sin which is unforgivable in this present age as well as the age to come. Jesus said this because the scribes and Pharisees were attributing his miracles to Satan by saying he has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers arrived, and standing outside they sent word to him and called for him. The, a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those who were sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God by believing in me and following me, he is my brother and sister and mother. Parable of the Sower and Soils Again Jesus began to teach beside the Sea of Galilee, and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat 
anchoring it a short distance out and on the seas and sat down. The whole crowd was by the sea on the shore, and he taught them many things in parables and his teachings and said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow seed, and he was sowing. Some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and ate, up, ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocks where there was not much soil, and immediately a plant sprang up because the soil had no depth. And when the sun came up, the plant was scorched, and because it had no root, it dried up and withered away. Others, Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it and yielded no grain. And other seed fell into good soil, and as the plants grew and increased, they yielded a crop produced thirty, sixty, and a hundred times as much as had been sown. He said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. <clears throat> as soon as he was alone, those who were around him, together with twelve disciples, began asking him about the interpretation of the parables. And he said to them, The mystery of the kingdom of God may be given to you who have teachable hearts, but to those who are outside, the unbelievers, the spiritually blind, get everything in parables, so that they will continually look, but not see, and they will continually hear, but not understand. Otherwise, they might turn from their rejection of the truth and be forgiven. Explanation. Then he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand and grasp the meaning of all the parables? The sower sows the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation. These in the first group are the ones along the road where the word is sown. But when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word <clears throat> which has been sown in them. And a similar way, in, in a similar way, these in the second group are ones on whom seed was sown on rocky ground, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy, but accept it only superficially. And they have no real root in themselves, so they endure for only a little while. Then when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they are offended and displeased at, at being associated with me and stumble and fall away. That is good. Let me read that to you all again. Let me go back. The second group are the ones on whom seed was sown on rocky ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy, but accept it only superficially. And they have no real root in themselves, so they endure only for a little while. Then, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they are offended and displeased at being associated with me, pardon me, and stumble and fall away. And others are the one on, sorry, and others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries and cares of the world, the distractions of this age with its worldly pleasures and the deceitfulness and false security or glamour of wealth or fame and of the passionate desires for all other things creep in and choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. <coughs> and those in the last group are the ones whom seed was sown on the good soil and they hear the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation, and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times as much. As was sown, he said to them, A lamp is not brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it? Or is, is, is it not brought in to, put, to be put on the lampstand, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor anything has been kept in secret, but that it would come to light, that is, things that are hidden only temporarily, until the appropriate time comes for when for them to be known. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Then he said to them, pay attention <clears throat> to what you hear. 
by your own standard of measurement. That is to the extent that you spirit, st study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you and you will be given even greater ability to respond and more will be given to you besides. For whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given and whoever does not have a yearning for truth, even what he has will be taken away from him. So this is one thing that Dr. Simrall would always teach us. He was, you always have to have a teachable spirit. He was, it doesn't matter how old you get, it doesn't matter, you will never have arrived, you will never, never know everything. And the minute you become unteachable or you respond in a way that's like, I've heard this, or respond in a way that, that is like, I'm above this, or respond in a way that I don't need to hear this, or respond in a way that I reject this, or I don't know that this is right. You are unteachable. And everything, that, every truth that you have been yearning for, if you don't <coughs> have a teachable heart, it will be taken away from you. Parable of the seed. He's, then he said, the kingdom of God is like a man who throws seed on the ground and goes to bed at night and gets up every day. And in the meantime, the seed sprouts and grows. How does it, how does, how, how it does this, he does not know. The earth produces crops by itself. For the first the blade, then the head of grain, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop ripens, he must immediately he immediately puts in the sickle to reap, because the time for harvest has come. Parable of the mustard seed. And he said, How shall we picture the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use to illustrate and explain it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it's sown on the ground, even though it's smaller than the other seeds, that are sown in the soil, yet it, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the ground garden herbs. And it puts out large branches so that the birds of the sky are able to make its nest and live under its shade. <clears throat> With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear and understand it. And he did not say anything to them without using a parable. He did, however, explain everything privately to his own disciples. Jesus steals the seed on that same day <clears throat> when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us go over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So leaving the crowd, they took him with they took him with them just as he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. <clears throat> and a fierce windstorm began to blow, and waves were breaking over the boat, so that it was already being swamped. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep with his head on the sailor's leather cushion, and they woke out, and they and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care we are that we are about to die? And he got up and sternly rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still, muzzled. And the wind died down <clears throat> as if it had grown weary. And there was at once a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. And Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith and confidence in me? They were filled with great fear and said to each other, Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gerasene demoniac. <clears throat> they came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the uh, Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him, and the man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with chains, for he had often been bound with shackles for the feet with and with chains, <clears throat> and he tore apart the chains and broke the shackles into pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue and tame him night and day. He was constantly screaming and shrieking among the tombs and on the mountains and cutting himself with sharp stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him in homage. 
and screamed with a loud voice and said, what business do you do we have in common with each other? Jesus, son of the most high God, I implore you by God, swear to me, do not torment me. For Jesus had been saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He was asking him, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he began begging him repeatedly not to send them out of the region. Now there was a large herd of pigs grazing there on the mountain, and the demons begged him, saying, send us into the pigs so that we may go into them. And Jesus gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out of the men and entered the pigs. The herd, numbering 2,000, rushed down to the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned one after the other in the sea. The herdsmen tending to the pigs ran away and reported it in the city and in the country, and the people came to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down, clothed and in his right mind. The man who had previously had the legion of demons, <clears throat> they were, and they were frightened. Those who had seen it described in detail to the people what had happened and the demon-possessed man, sorry, to the demon-possessed man, and told them all about the pigs. So the people began to beg Jesus to leave the re this region. As he had was stepping into the boat, the Gentile man who had been demon-possessed was begging with him, asking that he might go with him as, his dis as a disciple. Jesus did not let him come, but instead he said to him, Go home to your family and tell them all the great things that the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he obeyed and went away and began publicly to, uh, pro to publicly proclaim in Decapolis, the region of the ten Hellenistic cities, all the great things that Jesus had done for him. And all the people were astonished, miracles and healing. And when Jesus again crossed over in the boat of the other side of the sea, a large crowd gathered around him. And so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and seeing him fell at his feet and begged anxiously with him saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And Jesus went with him and a large crowd followed him and pressed in around him from all sides. A woman in the crowd had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much suffering by the hands of many physicians. She had spent all that she had had and was not helped at all, but instead had become worse. She had heard reports about Jesus and she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his outer robe for she thought, if I just touch his clothing, I will get well. Immediately her flow of blood was dried up and she felt in her body and knew without any doubt that she was healed of her suffering. Immediately Jesus recognized him, recognizing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in around from, around you from all sides. You ask, who touched me? Still, she, still he kept looking around to see the woman to see the woman who had done it. And the woman, though she was afraid and trembling, aware of what had happened, came to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Listen, then he said to her, daughter, your faith, your personal trust and, trust and confidence in me has restored you to health go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. Let me read that again. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. I want to say that again. Then he said to her, daughter, 
your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. People, we need the word, we need the spirit, and we need faith. Do you realize that? That if, and, and you know, let me just remind you, these things, these works and greater works shall you do. Listen, this woman was, Jesus was telling this woman, I did not lay hands on you and heal you, nor did I speak to you. But if we have faith, that's why Jesus says, if you have the faith, the grain of a mustard seed, that kind of tells us, do we really operate? Sorry, that, that, that right there, that's a balloon. That's a balloon that Ariana gave us for Valentine's Day. Sorry, it's not like some weird thing. I was telling her, her faith made her whole. Her faith healed her. But it's her faith in Jesus. Her, listen, her personal trust and confidence in Jesus. She knew that if I just touch him, that's all I need. I don't even need to touch him if I just touch his clothes. We need, of course, a renewal. We are in renewal and revival. But we have to, with that, I believe is going to come a renewal and revival of faith. And not name it and grab, name it and claim it, grab it and blab it. Those things just come. But a revival of faith for salvation, healing, deliverance, wholeness. We have to have faith. He said, if you have the faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. We have got to have faith, confident, un unwavering, complete personal confidence and trust in our Lord Jesus. And he will do miracles in our sight, not only for us, but through us. Oh, Jesus. While he was still speaking, some people came from the synagogue's official's house, saying to Jairus, your daughter has died. That why, brother, <clears throat> why bother the teacher any longer? Overhearing what is being said, Jesus said to the synagogue official, do, you, do not be afraid, only keep on believing in me and my power. Ooh, ooh, see, he just, he just, Mark is just solid, just solidifying it up right here. And he allowed no one to go with him except witnesses, except as witnesses, except Peter, James, and John, brother of James. <clears throat> they came to the house of the synagogue official. And he looked with understanding at the uproar and commotion then people loudly weeping and wailing and mourning when he had gone in. He said to them, why make a commotion and weep? The child has not died, has not died, but is sleeping. They began laughing scornfully at him because they knew the child was dead. But he made them all go outside and took along the child's father and mother and his own three companions and entered the room where the child was. Taking the child's hand, he said tenderly to her, Talitha kum which translated from Aramaic means a little girl, I say to you, get up. The little girl immediately got up and began to walk for she was 12 years old. And immediately they who witnessed the child's resurrection were overcome with great wonder and utter amazement. He gave strict orders that no one should know about this. And he told them to give her something to eat. Mark six, here we go. Teaching at Nazareth, <clears throat> Jesus left there and came to his own hometown in Nazareth and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who listened to him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these get these things, this knowledge and spiritual insight? What is this wisdom, this confident, 
understanding of the scripture that has been given to him and such miracles as these performing, performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, Joseph, I guess Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are his sisters not with us? And they, and they were deeply offended by him and their disapproval blinded them to the fact that he was the anointed. He was anointed by God as the Messiah. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except <clears throat> respect with except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own household. And he could not do a miracle there at all because of the unbelief, except that Jesus, he had laid his hands on a few sick people and healed him. <clears throat> he wondered at their unbelief and he was going around in the villages teaching. The 12 sent out and he called the 12 disciples and began to send them out as his special messengers two by two. I was talking to Thomas about this last night with a situation with someone and gave them authority and power over unclean spirits. Listen to me, the Lord does not ever send out. He will not send you out all by yourself. If Jesus sent people out two by two, I think we need to do the same, two by two. Two same-sex companions, say of the same sex, male, male, female, female, or, or a couple. We don't need to be sending people out by themselves. He told them to take nothing for the journey except a mere walking stick, no bread, no traveler's bag, no money in their belts, <clears throat> but to wear the sandals. And he told them not to wear two tunics. And he told them, wherever you go into a house, stay there until you leave that town. Any place that does not welcome you, you listen or listen to you. When you leave there, shake the dust off the soles of your feet as a testimony against them, breaking all ties with them because they rejected my message. So they went out and preached that men should repent, that is think differently, recognize sin, turn away from it, and live changed lives. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many who were sick and healing them. John's fate recalled King Herod Antipas. Heard about this, for Jesus' name had reputation. <clears throat> and reputation had become well-known. People were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others were saying it is he is Elijah, and others were saying it is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he kept saying, John, whom I beheaded, has risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent guards and had John arrested, shackled in prison because of Herodias, the wife of his half-brother Philip, because he, Herodias, had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful under Mosaic law for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias had a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but he, but she should not. Because Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he continually kept him safe. When he heard John speak, he was very perplexed, but he enjoyed listening to him. But an, oppor but an opportune time finally came for Herodias. Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his officials and nobles and couriers and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. Now Salome, the daughter of Herodias, came in and danced for the men. She pleased and beguiled Herod and his dinner guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask for me, ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give it to you, up to half of my kingdom. Oh, Jesus, that must have been some kind of dance. My God, devil, there is a devil loose. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? And Herodias replied, the head of John the Baptist. And she rushed back to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved because of the oaths. And his dinner guests who might have regarded him as weak 
He was unwilling to break his word and refuse her. So the king immediately sent for an executioner, commanded him to bring back John's head. And he went and had John beheaded in the prison and brought back his head on a platter and gave it to the girl and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about this, they came and took away John's body and laid it in a tomb. 5,000 feds, the apostles who had been sent out on a mission gathered together with Jesus and told him everything that had been done, that had done, they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. For there were many people who were continually coming and going and they could not even find time to eat. <clears throat> and they went away by themselves in the boat to a secluded place. Many people saw them leaving and recognized them. And they ran together on the foot of, from all the surrounding cities and got there ahead of them. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd waiting and he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, lacking guidance. And he began to teach them many things. <clears throat> and the day was nearly gone. His disciples came and said, This is an isolated place and it is already late. Send the crowds away so they may go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he replied, You give them something to eat. And they asked him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go look. And when they found and when they found out, they had five loaves and two fish. And Jesus commanded them all to sit by groups on the grass. And they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties so that the crowd resembled an orderly arrangement of colorful garden plots. Taking the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and said, A blessing of praise and thanksgiving to the Father. Then he, began, he broke the loaves and repeatedly gave them to the disciples to set them before the people. And he divided up the two fish among them all. And they ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve full baskets of the broken pieces of loaves <clears throat> and of the fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men, not counting the women and children. Jesus walks on water. Jesus immediately insisted that his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of Bethesda. Bethesda, sorry, while, while he was dismissing the crowd. After he had said goodbye to them, he went to the mountain to pray. And now when the evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea and Jesus was alone on the land, seeing the disciples stay, straining at the oars because the wind was against them. At about fourth, fourth watch of the night, six to three to six a.m., he came to them walking on the sea and acted as if he intended to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, <clears throat> they thought it was a ghost and cried out in horror for they saw him and were shaken and terrified. But he immediately spoke with them and said, take courage. It is I, I, I am. Stop being afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, as if exhausted by its, its own activity, and they were completely overwhelmed because he had not understood. They had not understood the miracle of the loaves and how it revealed the power and deity of Jesus. But in fact, their heart was hardened, being oblivious and indifferent to his amazing works, healing at Gennesaret. Sorry, Gennesaret. When they had crossed over the sea, reached to the land of Gennesaret. And anchored at the shore, they got out of the boat immediately, and people recognized him and ran throughout the surrounding countryside and began carrying to carry around, carry around on their mats those who were sick and to any place where he had they had heard he was, and wherever he he came to, into villages or cities and the countryside, <clears throat> they were laying, they were laying the sick in the marketplaces and pleading with him to allow them just to touch the fringe tassel of the blue cord of his robe, and all who were touched were healed. So hey. What a powerful word today. Listen, let's not forget the 100. Remember last last uh, last week was Romans 12. 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. 
And the second one was John 14, 12. He who has my commands and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now for this week, this week, the new scriptures are, and last week was, dis- was obedience to Christ. This week is God's word. And we are always in the New King James Version. First one is Joshua 1, 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall but you shall meditate it day and night, that you may observe and do according to that to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Here we go. Second Timothy two three sixteen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is it and is profitable for doctrine and for reproof for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16, I love you. Father, we thank you now. Let us be clothed in your armor, the belt the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But we put on our helmet of salvation. We take our shield of faith and our sword of the spirit, which is your word and your spirit. And we want to walk in your word, in your spirit, and in faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow for the football lady. Don't forget the 100 I'm going to post today. The scriptures.